Love and gratitude are the highest vibrations. That's something that our guest today said as we neared the end of our podcast. I think that's a great way to open. Love and gratitude are the highest vibrations. Kelvin, my friend, how are you doing today? I am doing awesome, my friend. It's wonderful. It's bright and cheery. Um, Sunny. It's not 95 here in upstate New York. And life's okay. And I just, you know, hung out with you in the morning doing a podcast. And eh, that's that's a that's a really good start to a really good day. Awesome. Things are great here. Um, yeah, it's good. You know, this will come out as usual on a Monday, but we usually hang out on Friday. So it's good to see your face on both sides of the weekend um, this time around. Because you know, we just oh, recorded yeah. the last one on Friday and we're recording this one on Monday. And, uh, you know, I think, I don't know about you, but my vibe on, on Monday, late morning, early afternoon is definitely different than my Friday vibe. (laughs) (laughs) It, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, you're good today. You're, you're uh, you're up early and you're doing stuff and you're actually pretty motivated today. Yeah. You know, I got off the racquetball court, came here, had some breakfast and then we sat down to eat. So or sat down to talk, had breakfast, then sat down to eat. That'd be interesting, right? Um, well, you know, some days go better than others. <laughs> well, our guest today is Julie Caraccio of Awaken Your, of Reawaken Your Brilliance. Wow, um, the 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 talk muscle is not doing well. Let me try that again. It is Monday our guest after all. Today is Julie Caraccio of Reawaken Your Brilliance. Not Awaken Your Brilliance. That was probably somebody else's website. Um, she is a declutterer, and that is um, your stuff, your mind, your spirit. Uh, just get all the garbage out. Um, and uh, we had a very good, fairly wide-ranging podcast that kind of draws in all of our – I think it touches on most of our recent – Flashpoints. We talk about responsibility. We talk about mindfulness. We talk about gratitude. We talk about love. And yeah, I, I think uh, we probably have a couple of podcast ideas uh, from we her do. as well. We she was fun. She had good spirit. And uh, she's in Raleigh, which is a city we like. Um, they have hills there. <laughs> Uh, that's where you did. Uh, yeah. I ran some of those hills. Uh, so uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we should probably mention that we're brought to you by Audible. If you want a free audiobook, a free month at Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash JKWD. That's audibletrial.com slash JKWD. Or just whip out your phone, whip it out, and you know, start a text to 500 500. Make that text say JKWD. That's uh, audibletrial.com slash JKWD or text JKWD to 500-500. And uh, we could drop some music right about here.
podcast where we talk about better humanhood and teach you how to dominate your world. You ready? Here we go. Anyway, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. I uh, I need your topic. Clutter. <laughs> yeah, because I... Well, well no, he, he means not just that you handle clutter. He means he needs... If we could do a mind meld, if we could do a mind meld. Put it in his space right now. uh, Okay, so so go ahead. I'm a guy who can who can declutter my office. Well, but clutter's more. I look at clutter much differently than most people. It's not just the physical stuff. It's mental. Like, what's your monkey mind? What's causing your anxiety? It's emotional. Where do you have a knee jerk reaction? Are you always bursting in anger, or are you? withholding your feelings it can be relationships who can you not say no to who is not really supportive of you it can be energetic which might be a little too weird i don't know you guys enough to know like how does your space feel is <laughs> other people's energy getting in there so for me i look at a yeah. very holistic and most people don't look at it that way uh, and, and and all of that applies yeah yeah <laughs> so so i uh yeah i'm like huh yeah i I tell you a story, but who's got that kind of time? <laughs> another time, another time. But anyway, well, excellent. That is that is good. So we're glad to have your uh, checked into your website and stuff before, um, just just to get a feel for you and and uh, and kind of your 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 energy and and stuff. And of course, Josh always does that because he's 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 really the uh, the brains of the two of the of the show here. <laughs> Well, I checked you guys out, and I'm sorry about your dog, Josh. I was like, I'll listen Thank to that you. another time. I can't, yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. listen to it now. If I did, I'd be a hot mess. So, yeah, yeah I think we mostly held it together for that episode. Um. <laughs> yeah, because that was like right. That was like the day at the morning. Yeah, it was the day after. Um, yeah. Uh, so. But yeah. So, so Julie, welcome. How do you come by this? I guess we kind of dove in a little bit there. Um, how how do you come about come by this holistic approach so where did this come from is this i would say it's a combination of things okay prior to i have a podcast but prior to that i had a internet tv show called reawaken your brilliance ended up taking my business name from that and so it was a combination of that working with clients and i'll never forget i had a couple clients they said okay i need you to help me clear clutter and get organized and when i went in their house They'd say, can you just listen to me? I said, of course, you're the client. It's whatever you want to do. And because of my own spiritual training and background, that's what makes the most sense to me. And so I kind of had this aha moment that, okay, clearing clutter is much more challenging, much more rewarding than getting organized. And if you clear your clutter, that's the tough part. To get organized is kind of the easy thing. And so learning that and realizing and interviewing other people. It's like clutter is anything that prevents you from creating the life you choose, deserve and desire. And so it's so much more than the physical. And then other people weren't talking about that. And again, because of my background, I think, well, we have to talk about spiritual clutter. It's, you know, the inside reflects the outside and vice versa. So how are we going to get people to clear their clutter so they can share their gifts with the world? I like that. Thank you. I like that. Cause I have, <laughs> I could tell you stories, um, but uh, just for the sake of clarification, let's back up and define the spiritual from from where you are, because we have a very diverse audience, and 
they won't all have the same uh, anchor as far as neutrality is concerned. Sure. Well, you can also substitute the word religious. Whatever, when I'm talking mental, emotional, spiritual, it sounds better with spiritual than religious. Really, truly, whatever fits you. So for me, that's your soul, your inner voice. And so whatever speaks to you. So an example of spiritual clutter would be gossip. Why are you gossiping? Because if you're focusing on others, that's so easy to blame and judge and sit there feeling superior instead of, well, where can I improve as a person? And so whether you have a spiritual take on life or a religious take on life, that hopefully will apply to you. Or whether you're a Buddhist or you're an atheist, to me, it's really about your soul and, and inner wisdom, inner feeling. Does that make sense? I can go with that, yeah. Yeah, and you know, we've been talking a lot recently. We, I mean, I, I work in news as a day job, so um, this stuff it, you know, invades my life a lot. But, you know, Kelvin and I, when we talk on the podcast, often lately, more often than than in the past, we've been coming back to blame and responsibility um, because man, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's uh, all social media. Um, I think it's definitely spiked in the last couple of years, but there seems to be a lot more blame and a lot less personal responsibility in the world these days. And I'm wondering if you're seeing that reflected in, in your clients and just in kind of the world around you, if you're seeing the same thing. Absolutely. And one of the things that's really important to me and that I stress with my clients is personal responsibility. It doesn't matter who's in the Oval Office because you create your reality, you create your happiness, and you create whether or not you're suffering. It doesn't matter who's there. It doesn't matter if your neighbor stinks. You allow it to either invade your peace of mind or not. So you have that choice. And so we have to remember everyone's coming from a wound. And so that's the one thing I'm don't watch the news anymore. I try to read it as little as possible. It doesn't mean I'm uninformed because trust me, in some way, shape or form, this is hard something, <laughs> it will reach me. But, you know, I have decreased as a business owner. You have to be on social media. You guys have a podcast. You have to be on social media. But I've been able to take a step back. I don't post, post as much personally, and I don't engage. I'm not going to change people's point of views. I can drop what I believe are my pearls of wisdom. Maybe it plants a seed. Maybe it doesn't. But we're all coming from our wounds. And it's, again, easier to be a victim. Well, because so-and-so did this, I'm a victim. And in general, what I would say is I love clients that – are ready to take responsibility and take action. It's a challenge when others aren't, but you know, again, that's a process. I look back on my own life. I was, I don't remember how old I was, and my younger brother, who's not particularly spiritual, said to me one day, you see yourself as a victim. And that I heard him. For the first time in my life, I heard him like, wow, he's right. What does that mean? What do I do from here? And that really was a springboard for my platform for self-discovery and enhancing what I term my spiritual life. And so, you know, are you open to hearing it? Five years earlier, I wouldn't have been open to it. So I kind of view my clients as wherever you are on the journey, we can meet you. I think you have to be prepared, though, to do self-examination and then to take action. It's kind of awareness plus action equals change. If you don't have those components, then your life's going to stay the same. And I think where people get tripped up is – 
like, for example, take emotional clutter of jealousy. Am I saying don't ever get jealous? Of course not. We're all going to get jealous. But what's important is do you stay stuck in jealousy? Or are you able to move past it and move forward? And I think many of us are stuck. And so we don't move forward. And we get whatever rat wheel race we're moving around, whatever clutter it is, we stay stuck and we don't move forward. Have you noticed a pattern in what uh, helps people to move forward, gets them unstuck? That's a great question. Or how do you kind of try to nudge that? Well, being honest and being direct and also being compassionate and holding space and listening. Uh, For example, I'm working with a client now and she is having to do a big downsizing move and she has held on to furniture and art and other things from a relative. Well, it's going on almost a decade. And so this causes her great stress and and it, and the deeper issue is the relationship with the person and standing up for herself and the jealousy of the other person. So all these different components were coming in. So things that we would talk about, okay, what's your plan of action when she gets upset at you? How are you going to handle that? What is your self care? And so creating a plan, giving people the tools to be able to say, okay, now I'm finally setting a boundary and saying no. And being a sounding board and saying, yeah, you know what? You are worthy. You are good enough. You are loved. And you don't have to take this crap from someone. And so it's kind of working on self-esteem, kind of working on action and, and coming up with, well, if this happens, how will I respond? Because we get more benefit when we respond instead of reacting. I, I like respond versus react. I, uh, <clears throat> there are, I, I used to react. I mean, I, I had like trigger nerve ending responses for stuff and i have trained myself for the most part away from an an immediate response um every once in a while one of them little suckers will sneak up on me and and stick a pin in my nerve (laughs) but you're not alone yeah that gets to be that gets to be crazy but um i've tried not to do that um but i you know the whole clutter conversation you're having right here it, it, it hits me so I'm, I'm going to tell a brief, but silly story. It, it, it's relevant and it's not relevant. And you know how that goes, but I downstairs in, in my living room, I have a stereo cabinet. It's, it's not really a stereo cabinet. It's a massive piece of wooden furniture <clears throat> that I had built um, in the Philippines, second marriage, third child, you know, stuff like that. Anyway, I had someone who was helping me come through to modernize my space in in the house and they were going to the interior designer and she started she talking about you know you know if we could get rid of that stereo cabinet because we're, we're talking it's it's uh 12 foot oh wow wow you know it's six pieces but and when she said that when she said those words i started to cry i don't know where it came from it was like and now i'm standing on the floor going what's wrong with you it's it's a structure of wood and I had no idea, had never had any concept at the time of what memories or triggers would be connected with that piece of furniture. And it's still there, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, I haven't gotten rid of it yet. Um, but, but still, so you know, that's <laughs> that. That may be a therapy moment. I don't, I don't know. But um, those types of things, and do we develop the, that kind of um, uh, attachment or uh, relationship with just like regular clutter? 
I call myself sentimental, but it may be just messed up on another level, you know? <laughs> no, no, you're not alone. The thing that people confuse or what we do is we take an object and we put our memories on the object, but our memories in our heart are in our head. And so that's sometimes where we get confused and, and get tripped up. I don't know if there were certain memories associated with your strong memories associated with your stereo. You know, that's typically not where people hold on to things that might be pictures or mementos. And so we confuse that and say, well, if I get rid of this physical item, then I'm going to lose my memory or will someone be upset if I let that go because they gave that to me and, and they gave that to me from love. And what I always tell I people is release you. it. If they love you, they want you to do what would make you happy and, and let it go and move forward and blame me. If someone gets, I tell my clients this all the time. If someone gets upset with you, what's the reality or what's the likelihood someone's going to come into your home and you, they gave you something 10, 15 years ago or a year ago and say, where is that? Why did you get rid of it? Could it happen? Absolutely. I think it would be rare. And if it does happen, fantastic. Then that allows you to have a conversation. Well, you know, I got rid of it because it wasn't my taste or whatever. And how you have an honest conversation, because in a really healthy, strong, good relationship, you'd be able to say, hey, I love this, but it no longer serves me. I want to give it to someone in need. And if someone's strong and healthy and knows their self, they can be, oh, fantastic. I'm glad someone else is going to get love it and get use out of it. Now, if we have our issues, which we all do, then that might cause someone to be upset. And so then I would look at that as being great. Then that allows you to have an honest and open conversation. And who knows how your relationship could change for the positive if you have that conversation. Cool. So let's back up a little bit, maybe. How did you get into this space in the first place? Well, the truth of the matter was, and it'll be 10 years that I've been doing this next year, I was at a really horrible job. It was the worst job I'd ever had in my life. I did work for nonprofits, and I was a director of development, so grant writing and mm -hmm. development is my background, and the job was horrible. And I used to joke that you could bring in, I have... I like sound healing, so I have sound crystal bowls, and I used to joke, if you would bring the crystal bowl to work, it would explode into pieces from all the <laughs> negative energy. So I was in this awful job and, and figured out pretty quickly, okay, wrong move, and I don't believe in right and wrong, and we can talk about that later. Okay, what am I going to do? Because I don't want to stay here. And so I ended up staying for a year, and during that time, I planned my business. And so I said to myself, what could I do? that I'd be good at, that would utilize my skills, I could make money and that I could support people. And so after examining that for a couple months, I came up with organizing. And as I have developed and grown, I'm more passionate about supporting people and clearing their clutter than getting organized. Because again, as I mentioned um, you know, earlier, clearing your clutter to me is more significant than getting organized. Because yeah, you can organize clutter, but has your life changed? So I'd rather get you to clear all your clutter manage it and move forward. Did you spend a lot of time doing that for your own space? Oh gosh. Before, yeah. Okay. We every year I'm laughing. I'm in my office and I can see my little list. I've been married. It'll be five years in September and my first year of marriage, my husband got a pass, but for gosh, probably the past 15 or 20 years, I go through everything I own. So even before I started this business, it was something that I was doing. And so, and I suggest this to my clients as well, go through everything you own every single year. When you're working with someone who hasn't cleared clutter in 20, 30, 40 years, 
that's a lot of stuff. And mm -hmm. I get annoyed with shows like Hoarders. I don't even know if it's still on because it's so unrealistic. That's, you know, they didn't clean in 48 minutes. There were, you know, three weeks of a team of people, a month, clearing everything, working with the therapist, blah, 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 blah. And so people have this misconception of the time it's going to take. It took you years to accumulate it. It's not going to go away in a day. So that's one thing I suggest to people. And once you do a big annual purge, the maintenance is easy. But I do practice what I preach. And can I improve? Absolutely. And I would say to people, you know, I don't consider myself a minimalist. And that's not, that's not right or wrong. That's not just who I am. I choose to come into my home and feel comfortable. We have three cats. Two of them are black. It's never going to be completely clean. You know, Martha Stewart would not be happy if she showed up to my house. And I'm okay with that because I'm happy. When I come home, I can relax. I have peace of mind. I can create where I am in my office. And that's what I need to do. How do you... How do you make the mental space when things pick up a little bit? I'm, I'm kind of can, don't understand. If, um, say, you know, let's say it's August, the cats are shedding a little more, The uh, you know, you're trying to maybe plan a vacation, maybe get a little cooler, um, <laughs> you know, for a week or so, and, and your you know, business really picked up because if people are trying to move right before their kids go back to school, they want to get that move in before they're in a new district. So now you've got all this stuff going on. Where do you find the, where do you find that mental space that spiritual space? How do you declutter for you? Mentally I meditate and, and for, and I want people out there, if you don't meditate, don't think that it's sitting like this with your fingers and on a Zafu. Cause I could never learn that meditation. To me, mowing the lawn is meditative. I love mowing the lawn. I feel like I do a brain dump. I can truly relax. And so I have a mindfulness practice. And I would encourage all of your listeners, find something that works for you. It doesn't have to be what someone else is doing. But that allows me to keep centered. It allows me to keep grounded. And then things that used to throw me off, like, oh, my God, how am I going to get off? Take a deep breath. And trust that it'll work itself out. Do I need to ask the support? This is a great example. So, honey, I need you to do laundry this week. I'm super busy. And he has gotten a lot better in kind of picking up on that mm -hmm. and doing the things that can support me at home if the business, for example, has gone crazy for a week. And, you know, and I'm fairly planned and fairly organized. And I can give a heads up and say, okay, it'll be a crazy week. Can you kind of step it up? And then it'll be back to normal. Because again, that, you know, I don't mind doing laundry. I'm fine with that. And so the mindfulness practice is really important. Uh, I always allow my day. I like to use the term plan for an opportunity as opposed to planning for an emergency. I don't have a jam-packed schedule because I can't control life. I can't control clients. I can't control people. So I allow that space in my schedule. So then less likely that if things get tripped up, that it's going to cause me to have a meltdown. Right. I have a lot of space in my schedule too, but I, I don't think I call it the same thing you do. And <laughs> it, it gets eaten up by non-emergencies. <laughs> and later it's yeah. like, huh, wonder where that day went. <laughs> but it's being aware of your time. Okay. And, you know, not we've been talking about social media. That can be a complete time sucker. I mean, people yep. can lose hours on that and aren't even aware of it. 
And so if you, that happens to you, you might want to have a timer. Okay. Unless you're in the zone writing, which I completely get that, but okay. If I have two hours, maybe I need to check in and have a timer and a half hour to see where I am. If I've got to stay on point and on schedule. Yeah. And I know that there are, I mean, especially online, there are tools for that. You know, um, I don't know about, an equivalent in the PC world, but in the Mac world, there's a there's an app called Freedom, which uh, you can block either the entire internet for a set amount of time, or you can block certain websites for that amount of time. And if you if you need to visit those websites for research or whatever, then you actually have to shut your computer off in order to to kill the to kill the app during the time. And that's a great uh, suggestion. You know, because if you do, if you're someone that's surfing and does that, it's about awareness and knowing yourself, and then what action can I take? Right. Um, oh. Go ahead, Kevin. So how do you, you know, what's your, what's your process? How do, you, how do you find your clients or they find you? Um, do you? Do you meditate? And then when you wake up in the morning, they're standing at the door going, yo, I got guided here. Which <laughs> That's exactly it. You, 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 you found my secret. It's truly a combination of things. Uh, I have pretty good SEO, so people find the website. Mm -hmm. That's one way. Through the podcast. Uh, through podcast interviews, I had this uh, cl got a client who heard me on a podcast the other day, mm -hmm. and then I the podcast, and then this has decreased for me. My business has kind of changed, and it's more what I'm really passionate about, and I'm retooling my business to introduce next year. But is doing life coaching and clearing your clutter and all that, and so that has expanded more, and I have more people across the country, across the world and do that online. So it's a variety of ways that they find me. And then the spiritual component that I have of that is I trust that I'm going to get the clients that I can support and serve. And if I, you know, I don't have the right client, then hopefully I can refer them to someone. But what I do is I offer a 15 free, uh, 15 minute free conversation because I have a good idea now. Am I, do I have the skills that can support and help you? And I want to make sure we're a good match personality wise, because I think that no matter what you do, that's so important because most likely you're going to be sharing intimate details with me and you need to feel comfortable with me because I would ask that you'd be able to have an honest conversation. Cause if you're not honest with me, then I can't support you in, in what you need. So I know there's one of those services um, listed on your website is um, is essentially errand running. Um, is that how did that come about? So I'm sorry, which which service? Um, did I did I see that that you'll run errands if necessary? Yes. Um, yes. How did how did that come about? And how did I mean? Obviously, you do that more for local clients, I'm guessing. Than <laughs> completely, completely for local clients. Because I've worked for some people that I work with whatever is going to work with you. Some people like to literally be my, by my side. And I encourage that if all possible because we want to build your clearing right. clutter and organizing muscles. But I also have clients that are super busy. So it's, you know, and have the time, have the resources to be able to pay me to do that. Be like, can you just go take care of that? And so then I don't have to worry about that. And, you know, that is a great example. What's more important to you, time or money? When I'm working with clients and they're like, oh, I want to sell stuff. And so that's one of the things I ask. Is it more important for you to get money right now, your time or your peace of mind to get it all out? 
And so asking yourself those questions can kind of dictate, well, this is the next step that I have to take. So if someone's really busy, it's worth their peace of mind to say, here, please go take care of that. Gotcha. Are your clients primarily local, primarily the internet? Do you have a good mix? It's a mix. For the organizing, it's mainly local, though I do work with people on virtually. And then coaching is, is mainly online now. Now, so you, okay, you started out with declutter and, you, and you've kind of expanded in, in, into the other areas. Um, I am particularly, you know, I bought a book last week about how what clutter says about you or something like that. I'm like, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. So like <laughs> you're, in here, you're in here first, you know, you have a chance to influence me before them. But, but talk to us, talk to me about, um, about just that thing about what the clutter in our lives is really, is really saying. Um, when you, when you get a new client and they have a clutter issue, um, you know, how do you, how do you go through them with that to, to see, um, what it is they've got and how do you help them assess it? I think well, for example, with say if I'm working with an organizing client, so I'm in the physical space, things are naturally going to come up. Conversations are naturally going to come up. You know, here's an example of a client. So I had a client with a uh, stack of papers that was probably at uh, two, three feet tall. And so I said, okay, as we're clearing our clutter, what are these papers? Oh, those are articles that I'm going to send people. Okay. And as I'm sifting through these, you know, these are old. These aren't, you know, from this month. So what's going on there? And asking more questions and, and then the client, because we all have the answers inside. It's not my job to tell someone what to do. They have the wisdom they need. I view my job as supporting them to bring out that wisdom. So as I'm talking to the client, she starts to cry and she realizes I've been holding on to these articles to send to people I love because I was afraid that if I didn't send them the articles, if I didn't keep in communication with them, that they wouldn't love me anymore. And as soon as she expressed it, she knew that was a false statement and we recycled the whole pile of papers. And so again, like as you're decluttering, then things are naturally going to come up. I've had clients share with me that they've been abused by clearing clutter. You know, clutter serves a purpose. There are many different purposes it can serve, but as you clear that, and that's why it's important to be in a good space, to be with someone you trust that's not going to judge you. I've had clients share with me before that they felt judged, and so that's the worst thing that you can do for someone. And so if I'm doing life coaching online, for instance, or virtually with someone, the client that I was talking about you think, okay, it's just a move. That's just like a check sheet and do, do do this and do that and then you're done. Well, it's more than that. It was the relative that hadn't come and gotten all her stuff that they were holding on to and about standing up and having boundaries. And so just with active listening and in natural conversation and in asking questions, you discover that. And it's really individual. I, you know, I don't believe in this one size fits all and, and when people get books that, uh, you know, my podcast came out when uh, Marie Kondo's book came out at the same time and, and I haven't read it and it's helped a lot of people, which is fantastic, but it's not for everyone and there's no good or bad in that. It's just, but when I have a client who says, I read this book and I, why can't I change? Why can't I improve what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. That wasn't the right fit for you. So let's figure right. out what is. Yeah. I used to work at a gym and we often, uh, 
you know, every time a new fad workout or a new fad diet would come up, uh, you know, the, we'd always reassess. And the, the question was, what's the best, you know, what's the best workout regimen? What's the best diet? And the answer is always, it's the one that you'll stick to. <laughs> yes. You know, I, for instance, said that's a great point. I did Whole30, did not cheat for three different times and lost four pounds. And I thought I was going to kill someone because I did it. And how are these people losing 15, 20 pounds? And what worked for me was month by month cutting out something and adding something in. And I'm down 14 pounds because I had to come up with what worked for me. And there were great things about the Whole30 and I learned stuff from it. But ultimately, it wasn't the right fit for me. Right. And so, I mean, the same with the same with you, know, you, you mentioned having a mindfulness practice. You know, some people can sit. Uh, I'm a distance runner. That's that's where I get mine. Mm-hmm. If I need to do it off of the road, I we have a uh, we have a float. Well, we have a place that does float tanks. So, you know, that's a great once in a while thing. But, you know, mine is a. Uh, Mine's running. Kelvin, I think yours is sitting, right? Mm-hmm. When you're practicing. I can sit, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I, uh, that are listening to jazz. Yeah, I do. I do. You know, I've, I've got a space in my house for meditation. I sit there and, and my brain knows, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing. Um, I don't do... I walk sometimes. We uh, we have mm-hmm. a nice little lake here, and we I'll walk around that with a with a friend of mine. And it's not sometimes it's not so much um, the meditation. Well, I guess it is. It's just it's just kind of clearing the mind. It's just mm-hmm. walking. Exactly. We're dodging goose poop. You know, we're looking at the mm-hmm. lake, we're listening to the to the to the birds sing and stuff. And it's just not doing what we normally do that gives my brain a chance to 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 do something else. Um, but occasionally I used to have a, a, a decent meditation practice where I was actually, it, it was awesome. I could, I could sit there and I, for a while I was having these 3d color meditations. It was, mm-hmm. I, I got to figure out what happened to those. Some of them were cool <laughs> <laughs> and it was really good. So, uh, you know, you talk about clutter. I, I know there's my, my mind is always always going and mm-hmm. I used to have uh, and I like I write and I used to have times when I would sit and and information would just flood me I, I it was coming faster than I could write it uh, mm-hmm. it, it was awesome and then somewhere along the line that channel slowed up a little bit so I know there's there's something you know there's some shrapnel in the in the communication somewhere but I still do I still do okay and I still write so um, those kinds of things, how do you take someone from there's something wrong with me, which is we all know that's all the wrong language because I'm a life coach also, to um, what it is what it is they need to do, what it is they need to clear up. How do you uh, – I know, okay, you have your 15-minute conversation just to see, um, you know, if you've got the, you know, compatible needs, uh, skills and stuff. But from that point on, let's say that you've got a client and you know you can help them. How did your process go from there? I have them fill out an assessment and ask a couple different questions. And so that kind of gives me a springboard to go from. And so I'll read the assessment, check it out. And when we do the 15-minute conversation, I'm also taking notes. 
And again, if you're active listening, people are telling you a lot. And so I take notes from that. Like, for instance, a client I just started with, I sent her the assessment and I said, if you don't fill it out, that's okay. Cause I took notes during our conversation. She didn't fill it out, which was fine, but I had enough. I was like, okay, these are the three main items based on what she said, where we need to get started. And so I looked down and I said, okay, this I think needs to be the, the biggest chunk we talk about. We need to start the conversation on the other two. And then again, it's really organic. If you're listening, you're paying attention people will reveal themselves to you and where they're struggling. And, and, you know, she might say, okay, hold on a second. Whose voice is that? That's telling you that is that yours? Or could that be someone in your family that's always told you that or has society told you that or has a teacher told you that? And so let's back the bus up for a second. Where's that coming from? And again, it's very organic process. So let's tackle this for a while. And then when I'm talking, I'm also taking notes as they talk. So it's, Again, gathering all that information, and then I'm a big fan of homework, and so all my clients have homework in between our sessions. And again, this isn't school. You're not going to be graded, but things aren't going to change if you don't do your homework. And I love it when I get an email. I got an email this morning. Ah, I did this, and I was like, fantastic. And I said, look at that. Acknowledge you set the intention for this. You stepped up. You took action, and the universe, God, whatever you're whatever you'd like to call it, stepped up and met you. Now keep moving forward with that. Again, don't say stuck in the molasses. And again, you know, be stuck for a little bit, but don't stay stuck. You've got to move forward at some point. Or you don't, because really it's your choice. And that's another thing I think that's really important. We always have a choice. Because if you're feeling like a victim, you're feeling like you don't have a choice, and that's not true. You have a choice to do nothing. You're making a choice when you do nothing. You are making a choice when you allow someone to take your peace of mind from you. And again, don't judge it. Don't go down that rabbit hole because then if you spend all this time judging yourself, then you're taking yourself away from taking action. You Did that like answer your question? I know you, that I you talk sound about like me. How's and, that? Yeah, I, I like that. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's actually very good. That does, that does well. How do you know when somebody's ready to kind of transition out of your services? Oh, that's a great question. That's a really good question. I don't force anyone. Like, I don't have packages or things like that. Cause well, I, I, let's assume they're not running out of money and that kind of thing. Okay. You know, when, when, when have they gotten it? Like, when did they get it? And, and like, how do you know, Hey, you figured this out. Well, you I do. More. <laughs> well, a couple things. So I do work with short term clients. Like one that I'm working on has a very specific six month timeline. So we're working within that six month timeline. Then other people, you know, it just, do they feel good to stand on their own? Have we fixed the major problem? And they might need to come back. If you need to check in in a year, a couple years, I've had clients do that. And they've had, for, for example, a life transition. Okay, I've got this going on. I'm a little bit overwhelmed. How do I deal with it? And so I think when they feel confident and good and that they are ready to listen to themselves and their inner voice and to trust that and then to move forward and not to say they're not going to stumble or I don't believe in the mistake if you learn from it, but that, that they feel like they have the skills and the tools to be able to move forward and, and do it on their own. What's that's, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that there are some, and, and, cause I, I, I saw the topic and I'm like, okay, this, 
this is going to be really exciting because there's a lot of stuff going on in my head. It's just, it's just going there. So when you start talking about the, the, the mental clutter uh, manifesting itself in the, in the outer world. Um, I mean, I guess it's basic coaching stuff, but there, I mean, there's a lot going on in the, in the typical head. So do you have any, um, principle of course you do guidelines when you're starting um, to work with a client uh, and a particular process that you go through that, that's more i mean i know you talked about you have your assessment and stuff like that but just getting into their head and getting them to to trust you so that they listen to what it is you have to offer or that they they're comfortable allowing you to probe into their lives because I mean, you have to do that because how else do you find out? What is your, um, do you have a particular process or manifesto or uh, I I don't, I don't even really know what I'm, what I'm asking, but how, um, I don't know. Let's say I come to you and I go, you know, Julie, my, my head is full of stuff. I don't really know what's going on. I, I get up in the morning and I, and, and I come to my computer and I sit down and I want to do something. And then, you know, three hours later, I'm still sitting at my computer and I'm looking at stuff and I just don't know where I'm stuck in that. What do you recommend kind of? Well, then I'd want to know, for example, can you tell me what's going on in your head? So let's say, for example, you say to me, man, I am really worried about retirement that has been weighing on my mind i'm seeing all this stuff about wall street and is social security going to be around for me and it's okay fantastic so you're worrying about something that's in the future you can't control the future you could win the lottery tomorrow you could get an inheritance you could lose all your money who knows but you're out here in the future so let's bring it to the present moment you're concerned about retirement and that's weighing heavily on your mind what action can you take in the present moment? Can you give up your daily Starbucks? Let's start with one day. If you go to Starbucks Monday through Friday before work, let's begin giving up Starbucks for one day and let's set that money aside. Maybe we save it, maybe we invest with it. That's one action. Okay, who do you know that's smart with money? Who do you trust? Schedule a meeting to have a conversation for them. What are they doing for retirement? If you don't have someone you trust or know, what book can you get on Google and do research? Warren, uh, what's his name, is the guy that seems to have, I say Beatty, but that's the actor. That, uh, that, Buffett. that, Buffett, that Buffett, Buffett guy, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is the guru of, of, so can you read a book that he's done or check out interviews? What concrete action steps can you take? So that's just an example. If you share with me something else that's mentally going on, then we're going to go through with that, okay? Or if you say, you know, I'm just, I'm not a success. Okay, why do you feel you're not a success? And then maybe you share, uh, you know, well, I'm 40 and I'm still an admin. Did you wake up today? Do you have good health? Are you in a good relationship? And I want to start to offer you a perspective. Mm -hmm. Now, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I truly believe that. And so, if you're ready to make a change, then hopefully you're in my orbit and we're working together. Now I've had clients, I can think of a client that I stopped working with at the beginning of the year. Every suggestion shot down with a reason, just wasn't open to it. And that's okay. 
it's not right or wrong. I don't judge that. And finally, I had to say, you know, I've offered you all these options and you don't want to take action. It's not worth your time or your money to work with me anymore. Um, you want to work together in the future, please get back in touch with me. But it's just, I don't think you're in the right space right now. And then, and then, and maybe I'm not the right person, but you know, it's, it's not, if you're not going to make changes, if you're not willing to do the work, there's nothing else I can do for you. And I wasn't wrong. I wasn't the bad person. I was honest and I tried different things. And, you know, for instance, they were struggling financially. So I came up with all these options and, you know, one, I said, well, check out here in Raleigh, we have Lidl and, um, which is a German grocery store in Aldi. And I said, I've started shopping there and I've cut my budget by like 50%. And their response was, I don't like the people that shop there. And so, <laughs> you know, that were less than or whatever. Okay. But if that's your attitude, I can't change that. And again, and that might be her attitude the rest of the life. And that's okay. There's no right or wrong. But if you don't, again, you aren't aware and you're not willing to take action, then nothing's going to change. But you are in that moment, you are making a choice not to do anything. And I'd really hope that that people hear that because, you know, we mentioned at the top about the news and not taking responsibility and we want to blame it on someone and fine, you can continue to blame, but your life isn't going to change. And if you're ready, it can change, but staying in that victim mode doesn't do anyone any good. Did that answer your question? Yeah. Kind of of the process. It's yeah. again, it's, I think the challenge is everyone is so different and it's so organic. I like some of the questions you ask. Sometimes it's, it's, it's nice to hear the, the mindset you, you, you come from when you, uh, because we, we, uh, sometimes we assume that we have an answer for people when we're really not quite sure of the question yet. And, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> and that that's been an awakening thing for me also. So, cause everybody comes from a different place. So I like, yeah. I, do, I, I would imagine I'm dealing with an incredibly diverse audience. So, um, just everything. Um, if you had to give somebody some advice, uh, you know, people listening to you and, and, and they think they have these, these, uh, you know, their voices in their head and, and I, uh, you, you talk spirit, spirituality. I, I was having a, a reading once because I'm a Reiki practitioner and I've had uh, sessions and one of my gurus at one time uh, said to me, you know, it's really, really busy in your head. How do you quiet that down? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't, it just stops. But if I really get tired of it, I just tell it to shut up and I go do something. But um, if you had to offer some, I won't call it advice, uh, wisdom perspective for someone, if they were having, um, some thoughts like that. Is there anything they could do on their on their own to kind of evaluate where they are, or to say to be able to say, you know, um, I've got a lot of mental clutter right now, and that's kind of what my problem is, and maybe I need to uh, sort that out. Some kind. What what kind of what kind of wisdom could you offer for them? I would say. Okay. So, am I offering wisdom, or am I offering suggestions for them to kind of self evaluate? You, you you may choose. I mean, I'm good. I'm easy. Okay. Um, I would say have gratitude. I believe the universe, God, love and gratitude are the highest vibrations. And so when you're in gratitude, I don't believe you can have mental clutter. You're like, oh, I'm so grateful for this present moment. I'm so grateful for 
everything that I have in my life then because we can't have, you know, we can have a ton of thoughts, but we can't have more than one thought in the moment. So having gratitude, I believe, supports us in clearing clutter in all areas of our life. And so have gratitude. And if you're struggling and look, my gratitude stank for the longest time until I had someone I was working up who kind of took a two by four and was like, stop. I want you to look around right now. Look at your home. Look at this. Look at that. And I think it probably was before I met my husband. I think I was like, because I really wanted to be in a relationship. So I was in a cranky space. So have that two by four in the head. Have gratitude. And if you're struggling, okay, I woke up today. Because maybe someone who's going in for heart surgery isn't going to wake up today. So do you have a roof over your head? Do you have access to clean water? Do you have access to health care? And I realize not everyone listening might, but really bring it back to basics. Do you have enough food to eat? Do you have money in your bank account? Even if it's a dime, that's still money in your bank account. So I think gratitude is really important. Another thing that I believe is it all boils down to this because you either have love or something else. And I believe that something else, whether it's hate, anger, jealousy, boils down to feeling not good enough, not worthy, or not loved. So I want everyone to hear this. No matter what, you're good enough, you're worthy, you're loved. I don't care if you were told as a child, you're a piece of garbage, you're not. That's someone else's voice. That's not you. That's not your soul. So believe and start to embrace you're good enough, you're worthy, and love. Because when you do that, a lot of that chatter is going to go away. Because a lot of our mental chatter that I found personally and professionally is someone else's voice. That's not your soul speaking because your soul loves you. Your soul your, is positive. It's not all that garbage that's up there. So gratitude, uh, you're good enough, worthy, and loved. And then finally, I'd say be in the present moment as much as possible. Because I mentioned when we were talking about retirement, if you have worry about the future, you're in the future, or how many of us are in the past? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I should have, would have, could have. Why didn't I do that? And I'll tell you a great story. So I was giving a talk to a corporation and I was so excited because they contacted me and they said, well, what can you talk about? And so I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to throw out the clutter of your life and explain that it's not physical. And they completely embraced it. We're so excited because I thought, oh, it's a corporation kind of going to be buttoned up. So I'm giving this talk and, and I'm talking about being in the present moment. And probably, you know, a couple hundred people there. And I said, stop. Who is here with me now? Who is paying complete attention and listening to what I have to say? I said, how many are you thinking about dinner or your snack? And they kind of chuckled and a few were brave and raised their hand. And I said, how many of you are thinking about that email you sent or that conversation with your spouse this morning? And, And they got a chuckle. But I think for some, it was an aha moment because, okay, bring it back to the present. Your company has provided you with this awesome speaker. And I again got, gave him a little chuckle. And I said, if you are not fully here, paying attention, embracing that. So that would be the other thing I'd say, because if you're present, you're present, you can't worry about the future. If you're present, you don't have anxiety about the past. So bring yourself as fully present as possible. And that's not easy. And that takes practice. But the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And then if you start to go down the rabbit hole, or I used to liken it to being on a bungee cord. Like I've dropped on the bungee cord. and I'm Okay, stop. (laughs) Take a deep breath. Where am I? Ooh, I was out in the present. Ooh, I was out. Okay, bring myself from the past. And if you bring myself present. So those are my three quick suggestions. I like that. I like that. 
that, Hopefully that, that all that, made that sense. That present conversation keeps coming up. I'm a I'm a Eckhart Tolle fan, so he uh, he woke me up the first time with that. It was like amazing. So uh, oh, and Josh is smiling. That's good. Josh doesn't <laughs> smile much. It's really cool. Josh, what you what you got over there? You're smiling there, but yeah, I um no, I'm I'm right with you all the way here. Um, I think we've reached that that point in the podcast where um, I get to ask the question that everybody hates. Um, before we wrap up and that's um and and that's uh is there anything that you had hoped that we'd get a chance to speak about that uh that we haven't asked you oh gosh (laughs) i don't hate that question though i think that's the good news because you asked about taking action which i think was important um i guess i would say I want to be clear about what my definition of clutter is, because again, I think that that's so important that I believe clutter is anything that prevents you from creating the life you choose, deserve and desire. And when you start to reframe and have a different perspective on what clutter really is, I think that can support you in becoming more aware. Oh my gosh, I never realized that not being able to say no was clutter for me and all the anxiety and anger it caused me and, and maybe it put me into debt because I was paying for someone else. So start when you think about clutter, don't limit it to the physical. Make sure that you expand that. Yeah, that's saying no thing's a big deal. And a lot of us can't. I used to be a people pleaser, used to be a doormat, and I will share this story so know that you aren't alone. I had to say no. I used to babysit when I lived out in Los Angeles and I loved it. And there was a person that I babysat for and they weren't good with the kids. The kids were neglected in a lot of ways, even though they were really wealthy. And I thought I can't take this burden on. They aren't my kids, you know, and I, it's, and they were wealthy and it was, I wouldn't get paid and I stayed overnight, blah, 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 blah. And I finally had enough. So I made my friend come over and hold my hand. You know, this is, you know, 20 years ago before we had smartphones and could ghost or whatever the term they use is today. And I just said, I'm no longer going to watch your kids. And I literally made my friend hold my hand and my heart's beating fast. And this is embarrassing. I'm in my 20s or early 30s or whatever it is. But I did it. And that's and I asked for the help that I needed. And I went ahead and did it. So if you're like that, get a friend, grab their hand if they have to, but do what you need to do to say no. And I bet your friend was totally fine with it. Mm-hmm. Well, they weren't, uh, I don't say they were dancing, but they knew that, that I had put a line in the sand and I thought, you know, what, get someone else. And I didn't, um, you know, again, you have to pick your battles is someone to be open listening and had they engaged in a conversation, I would have shared, you know, you're in this divorce and you've got this new girlfriend. And I don't think, I believe you're neglecting your kids. And cause it was just so apparent to me how these children just needed love and attention. And, uh, and I gave that to them, but again, I want their parent. I would have engaged in a conversation. They weren't interested. They just said, okay. And that was it. Right. But they accepted it. Had I hemmed and hawed, I think if I hadn't been, no, I'm not doing this, being direct and clear, I don't know if they would have heard me. Right. So how to say no and not explode. That should be your new book. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm working uh, on some books. Or the goal is January. 
Oh, now that we mentioned that, hmm, I guess I better be working on mine. So Josh is yeah. still on the list. Still on the list. Yeah. And Josh, and I, Josh and I gave each other um, um, New Year's resolutions, things to do. Um, so he's he's moving full ahead on his, I need to catch up a little bit with mine because I can't have him New Year's next year talking about the resolution I didn't do last year. I just, I can't take that kind of pressure from him. You know? You've got six months, my friend, six months, the end of the, it is Leon day, you know, you know. I know. Today I'm just saying Leon, national just saying. happy Leon. Yeah. <laughs> One step at a time. You can do it. Break it down into manageable steps. There you go. That's what I wrote on my thing this morning. Look at that. You've been reading. <laughs> have you been listening to my podcast? No, I have. Oh, I have. Excellent. Well, cool. I, right. I, uh, I'm good. We, um, what do you think? That's, that was yeah. Good. Julie, what's your, what's your website? What's your podcast? Where do you like to hang out on social? Where can people find you? Thank you. It's reawakenyourbrilliance.com. And that's all one word. My podcast is not going to be a surprising title is clearing the clutter inside and out. And you can find links in the top right corner. You can subscribe to the podcast, but I'm all over Facebook. Instagram, although if you do follow me on Instagram, you will see a lot of cat pictures. <laughs> YouTube, I also do a video cast, so I record the podcast. So if you're more visual, it's Julie Caraccio on YouTube, but we've got all that at reawakenyourbrilliance.com. Right. We'll have show notes uh, over on jkwdpodcast.com with links to everything. Um, yes. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. I just want to say that it's a lot of work, time, and energy to do a podcast, so give a shout-out to your host, and if you haven't, rate and review them, because we have a lot of keyboard warriors out there, and people don't realize the passion and, and the time and effort it takes, so give a shout-out for your host. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you very much. All right. Have fun. Hey, thanks for listening. Show notes and more at jkwdpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. And we will see you next week. Bye. A Better Humanhood Production.